0: My name is Jessica Mugis, and welcome to the show. This week, I am joined by Courtney James. Courtney is the owner of Homies Yoga, and author of the upcoming One for My Homies, children and young adult book series. She is a mother of two beautiful children, Sana, age nine, and Carter, age three. She was formerly a supervisor at a residential group home for kids ages 7 to 14. However, in May of 2020, she decided to embark on the journey of becoming a full-time entrepreneur. She is also a graduate of the Old Dominion University, located in Norfolk, Virginia. She loves working with children, youth, and families that have suffered from abuse, neglect, domestic violence, homelessness, etc., and introducing them to new ways to enjoying life. As a survivor of child physical, sexual, and emotional abuse, she's taken a vow to dedicate her life and hard work to ensuring our children never feel like prisoners of their past. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but I do want to just kind of start at the beginning of your yoga journey. So how did you first find yoga and then how did you become interested in sharing it with children?
1: Um, yeah. So uh, my yoga journey kind of started with, um, I work at, well, I used to work at a residential group home for kids ages um, seven to 13. And um, I saw a lot of times that they didn't, they didn't have a lot of coping skills. They used to do stuff like um, coloring or you know want to take a walk and things like that and those are fine and we often um, encourage those however sometimes it may be you may not have coloring pencils or you may not be able to walk outside because it might be storing or something like that so I was I went home and I was trying to find different things that they could use that they didn't necessarily need utensils for it not have to go out of you know the building or whatever the case may be so um I had a friend uh, of a co-worker that was doing yoga and I kind of just looked into it and I never knew that kids yoga was a thing. So when I started looking into it for myself, um then I ran across the kids yoga. So I was like, OK, let's let's try this. And I actually went on YouTube and I found this YouTube channel called Cosmic Kids. Oh, yeah. It, yes, it was. It was that was it from there because that was that was brilliant. <laughs> she, that was brilliant. So it was it, was it from there because. Um, it was very interactive, and I was like, okay, this is something that they could do that isn't just like sitting down. Um, because when I first introduced it to them, they was like, well, yoga, you have to sit down, you have to meditate, you have to be quiet. And I was like, no, look, I found a new way to do it. And so that's kind of how it started and um, what, uh, I guess, piqued my interest.
0: So it's so, it happened so authentically, you kind of knew there there must be something else that I can... Yeah be offering these children. And then Cosmic Kids is incredible. And I know she's like blowing up now that the world is virtual and she has all those videos. Um, I am so, I was just ignited by when I was reading your bio and you said that you're dedicating your life and hard work to ensuring our children never feel like prisoners of their past. So I was wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about why you chose to work in the mental health field. I know you recently um, left that position, but why are you doing that work, and and what does that work look like with children?
1: Um, just from personal experiences, um, being I wasn't in the foster care system, luckily, um, but I could have been very close to it, <laughs> very close to it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess maybe because back in the days, things weren't as uh, swift as they are now. They don't take, they didn't take kids as quick as they take them now. You could do anything, and your children is getting taken from you. So, um, just personal experiences, and um, that's what started. Me working in the mental health field I really enjoy it uh however I just don't know how I feel about the whole giving the kids the medication thing and I, I can I can see them some kids it just does not affect some kids you can see and you can see like okay maybe it may be a little different or some kids it makes them too out of it you know so um mm. so just working in the mental health field and just picking up different things it's like okay I love the mental health field but I want to see how I could kind of alter it to something that's more authentic and holistic, uh, all together. So, um, I just like to relate to the kids on a level. I don't tell them my personal business. Well, actually I do. They just don't know it's my personal business. I always say something like, well, a friend of mine or something like that. Hmm. Um, so that way they can kind of relate because they're in the foster home and they're there for like abuse or neglect or sometimes they're just there because maybe they were acting up too terrible Um, and so I like to relate to them on a personal level and let them know that you know, I'm grown, I'm 26. I don't tell them my my age either. They think I'm like 47 or something. (laughs) They make make up ages as they come. I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, (laughs) um, I I like to sit down and let them know, like, you know, just because you're in this space now, I know you've been through this, this and this. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, transform into this. And so I give them a lot of um, real life stories that they don't know is real life. Because of course, in that profession, you never want the child to be able to come back and, and regurgitate your your business to you to, in a hurtful way. So uh, you have to be very strategic with that. But that's kind of what started me because I wanted to make sure that when I worked with somebody, whether it was, say, I wanted to be a dentist. Maybe I had bad teeth in the back in the day and I got better teeth and now I know how to, you know, maneuver it. I wanted to make sure whatever profession I went in. It was something that I, that I knew how to do firsthand. It wasn't something that I just learned from going to school. Because I'm sorry, no matter how much you go to school, if you've never been in a situation where you've been abused, neglected, or any type of sexually abused or something like that, you can't. You can try, but you can't really fully understand a five year old, a six year old that has these type of behaviors because they've been touched. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes. my, my my relationship with them just comes so differently than other staff in the house. You could just tell it when you walk in the house. <laughs> how If I'm on the floor, if somebody else is on the floor, because it just, it, it sets different. So that's what pushed me into the mental health field. And I, I'm i never going to leave it, even though I left the job. Um, But I'm just trying to find a way to do it on my own time and with my own methods.
0: Yes. No. So you are, you're meeting the children where they are because you truly understand where they are. And right. so, and children are so intuitive, they definitely pick up on that immediately that you, Mm -hmm. you understand. So, so I'm just, it's very admirable to me that you took this, this situation, this trauma from your own life, but, and then you, you transformed it into something in which you're helping other children who Mm -hmm. are going through the same thing. Did, when you started incorporating yoga, what, what kind of things would you do with the children?
1: so when i first started it um i honestly didn't know too much about it so i just let them watch the cosmic kids i was like okay every because it was literally um covid has started and stuff and i was like okay so we can't leave the house because <laughs> you know the company is very strict you're not going nowhere i don't care which where you think you're going to they couldn't even go <laughs> grocery shopping with us anymore so um i just started letting them watch cosmic kids and i would watch it at home with my own kids too so therefore when i got to work i could do it with them instead of just kind of like sit on the couch um and i kind of just started picking it up from there and i started learning what they like more versus what they didn't like so at first other staff were trying to get them to Mm -hmm. meditate but they were trying to get it get them to do it in an adult way meaning like kind of just sit there and very restorative don't don't move don't say anything just sit there Mm -hmm. and i was like okay this is not working and then that's when i found out that um there's other ways to do it and so I started you know just kind of taking the concepts that I got off of YouTube or just I do a lot of research on every single thing. (laughs) I do research I'm always on my phone looking at something so um, I just kind of started incorporating stories because they they liked Harry Potter. A lot of my kids liked Harry Potter. I don't watch Harry Potter or look at it but I started looking at it then (laughs) (laughs) because I just basically transformed his story into something that they could understand and we just kind of did that. And then we also did um, a lot of mindfulness activities that they could interact with. So mindfulness eating, we even went to like, say Sonic. And I had, I just wanted to show them that yoga is not just poses, postures, and you know, things like that. People don't understand that yoga is, you know, mindfulness, meditation, uh, you know, just knowledge in general. So when we will go to Sonic, and we'll sit out, and we'll eat on the lawn, and I'll tell them like, let's do some mindfulness eating. And as you're eating, what do you see coming up and down the street? What do you smell? Because even though we're at Sonic, it's like five different restaurants across the street. So you know, close your eyes and tell me what what smell stands out to you the most, and different things like that. So I started doing more interactive things with them that um, that open their eyes to understand that it's not yoga, isn't what you know other people may present it to be. Um, because we're adults. I think people were trying to teach it to them in an adult fashion, and that's why they were not interested.
0: So you learned all of this just from your own research. You you yeah. looked online. See, that's amazing to me. You're, everything you're yeah. saying is like, you know, I talk to kids yoga teachers all the time, and, you know, they have a lot of training, and, and these are exactly the things you learn in your training, but you kind of just, you found it. Um, yeah. Just, I think you have a very natural sense for this and how it connects to children. And exactly. Kids yoga is, it's not just adult yoga watered down for kids. It's a completely different thing. And Mm -hmm. to expect children to sit in meditation and just be still without, um, doing any movement or anything, it's, it's like adults can't even really do that. Um, that's really hard. So (laughs) that's that's so great. You got them moving and that's the whole point of all the poses is to prepare ourselves to be able to be still. Mm -hmm. So and I love that idea, the mind fleeting at Sonic, like it. Yeah. it's bring that into what they're doing anyway. Yeah, you're already
1: doing it. You, you're already doing it. And even with, you know, they had a hard time, a lot of, a lot of um, people that were trying to introduce it to them were telling them like, you have to do the pose like this. You can't do the pose like that. And so... They get so stuck on, well, am I even doing it right? And when they did it, I just let them do it. They gonna, you gonna figure it out. <laughs> you're gonna figure it out, and because you're gonna figure it out, because I'm gonna be doing it correctly. And if you're not, you're gonna be looking at me, and then you're gonna look at everybody else that's falling in line, and then you're gonna kind of maneuver it yourself anyway. So a lot of um, people that I work with would uh, get into a power struggle with the kids because you're they're trying to get them to just sit still and like just do the posture the way that the instructor's doing it. But I'm like, yeah, they'll fall in line. You know, they're seven, eight, they have energy. They'll fall in line when they see that, you know, this person over here is, they doing it a little bit different. And, they, and they're and they getting praise for how, you know, for how they're doing it. Um, I'm getting praise too, but maybe mine is like, you know, a little less. You know how people, kids are always in competition. So mm-hmm. um, it's, just, it's just natural, one, because I feel like the mental health field has already taught me so much about the kid's mind. That when I tried to implement kids' yoga, it was like, oh, we already learned this, like, in mental health.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And exactly. It's about, I always tell the kids, it's about how it feels, not how it looks. Mm-hmm. And that's very different concept. We're not, it, it's hard because the image of yoga, too, I know for adults is all these pictures of fancy poses and stuff. Yeah. So it's like getting, realizing, like, that's not, that's not what it is at all. And That's just so wonderful that the kids. I'm sure then, then they probably were excited to do yoga with you. I can imagine. First, it was like when I first was
1: saying it. It was like, no, we don't want to do it. And as the days went on, as the days went on, as the days went on, you know, they started, (laughs) you know, they started actually enjoying it and requesting it versus me saying. Because at first, I had to set a time for us to do it, and then they started actually requesting it. And I'm like, okay, they really like
0: this at this point. Okay, so great. Did you notice any? impact that it was having on the children once they started getting into it
1: yeah I feel like they were um I think mindfulness came for them just just for the field I'm in they they have a hard time just being in the present moment and just being there so I think uh um the main thing that they picked up was just under because they kind of get they can get triggered by anything And so the mindfulness for them was really good because it kind of, for me at least, and the way I explain it to them, is kind of mindfulness kind of keeps you in that present moment. So if if you're being mindful and you're eating an orange, you're literally only thinking about that orange and you're trying to, you know, gather the different senses from that orange, that experience that you're having with that orange um so i we use that when they get triggered with something they can get triggered with something from school and they come home and they're still upset about something that's at school okay well let's revert this back and be in this present moment we're no longer in school we're no longer at wherever you were at that's when you got upset so kind of like let's just be in this present moment what's in the house right now that you know, that you see that you might like. What's what what's in the house a, a fair spot that you might like to touch? What's in the house a fair spot that you always smell the best smells? That might sound funny because some people say the bathroom and I'm like, you smell with <laughs> smells, you, you smell smells in there? I don't know. So um, I think the, the mindfulness really came to them because they'll be like, remember, Miss Courtney said you need to be in the present moment. Um, you know, just try to be in the present moment.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> they so silly. <laughs> when they start repeating it back or they I know they humble you I know so like yeah. my daughter will remind me in my worst moments just like mommy yeah. you remember your breathing I'm like uh oh, yep. you're right exactly exactly and even my son at home he's like
1: he his favorite uh pose is the namaste it's like that's the easiest one and he just loves it he um he just look mommy namaste and I'm like Wonderful. Nice. He said you see me breathing. Yeah, I would hope you breathe in on a regular day. <laughs> <laughs> on a regular day I would hope you're breathing, but I do see you bro. So yeah, it's just nice to see them anywhere we're at, you know, just see see them kind of somehow pulling back to to that. And that's my goal, you know, that's my goal.
0: And do you practice yoga at home with your own kids?
1: Not as frequently as I do with other people's kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard once you're people, home, you're tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like you know, a regular uh, yoga instructor, we do classes for other people. When it comes to doing a, a class with ourselves, we got to kind of find that time. So um, I do it with them. my daughter, not so much because she's nine. She thinks she's 29, and <laughs> she got to be somewhere all the time. She always went to go to her grandma's house. She's always this place and that place. But my son, he's only three. So he's around me all the time. So anything I'm doing, he wants to do. Um, so he's even going with me today to this birthday party and he's going to be my like, uh, whatever, I guess my model.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Because <laughs> he actually, he actually does it in then about five minutes and then he get off track. So.
0: Right, of course. He's three, right? So yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a little assistant at the birthday party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I want to hear about the book that you're, working on. So just tell me about what the book is and why you decided to write it.
1: Okay. So, um, I've, I've been thinking about writing a book for, I don't know how long, um, simply because of my own personal experiences. And I want to just kind of like put it in a book, but I was thinking of like, maybe like a novel and I'm like, I don't know how to write a novel, (laughs) you know, but like I said, I do research on everything. So I was like, then I was like, well, maybe I can do a comic book well, I don't know how to draw and I don't want to pay somebody to draw all those different pictures. I don't have the money to pay for that. So, um, then when I came into the yoga, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I think I'm on to something. I could, I don't see a lot of, um, literature that kind of explains what it is. And I know when I first, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first, uh, introduced it to the, my kids at work, um, their first question Well, what is it? What does it do? What is it for? What is it for? Like, what can I get out of it? Um, and so the purpose of my book is kind of to explain how yoga can help you with your mental and, you know, um, sometimes your physical and your emotional state. Um, but it's also, you can use it as COVID skill. You can use it as just regular. Some people use it as exercise and different stuff like that. But the purpose of my book is to basically be a tool for a therapist in the mental health field for yoga therapists, for even uh, foster parents. I know I've worked for an agency where I was a foster parent consultant and they really didn't know what to do with the kids because they got tired of coloring and different stuff like that. So I wanted to, you know, advertise to different foster parents and show them more ways to interact with the kids versus the old fashioned ways that we always see. So my book is basically um, about a 19 year old girl Um, and she's kind of journaling, reflecting on her nine-year-old self. So she's basically, um, doing, writing a journal, but she's talking about her experiences as if she's remembering them in her mind from when she was nine years old. So there'll be, she'll be talking about experiences from, you know, her abuse or whatever the case may be. And then she'll kind of tie in like, you know, well, today, you know, I went to my yoga class and I learned this, this, and this. So it's going to kind of be like a yoga yoga journal um, of her experience from her entering yoga, if that makes sense. She's going to kind of be talking about how the yoga has helped her deal with her childhood trauma um, because some people are older and they still deal with childhood trauma. And that's why I said the thing about the prisoner of the past because you could be 45 years old, but if you've never dealt with what you went through when you were a child, you're still stuck as a child. You know what I mean? So yes. um, that's kind of what the book is. She's trying to release herself from that nine-year-old person that she still is mentally by journaling in, jur- journaling about it. Journaling. Did I say that right? Journaling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> journaling, that sounds funny. Journaling about it. Um, I'm also going to have a lot of activities in there. So it kind of will be interactive for the reader. So it's going to be a story. However, like, but it's going to look like the instructor is giving her homework, if that makes sense. So the, some, some pages may say, you know, we'll go home. My my instructor told me to go home and try, you know, this exercise. And this is how I felt about it. And the reader would take that exercise from the book and still try to implement it and be able to journal about it themselves, if
0: that makes sense. Um, This is so amazing. I, this is so incredible because I feel like people learn in so many different ways there's so many different you know learning styles and what you're describing that's kind of how personally I I would learn is that Mm -hmm. by hearing it through a story Mm -hmm. but then you're also giving these these tangible exercises or yoga practices to do that the character's doing but then it, it helps you understand in the context of her story how she's using it so then you can apply it and I also just love that you're writing a book that's targeted more towards foster parents or therapists, um, because I have not seen much about kids yoga for that particular population. And I think it'd be right. so helpful. Right. And then, um, it's, I
1: mean, it's, it's going to be really interactive. It's even, even going to have like, you know, I know for my kids at work, they had a lot of mandala. Is that what it's called? The mandala coloring sheets? Yes. They, yes. They, mandalas. Yes. Yes. Mandalas. They love those, um, and so I'm going to implement like some type of yoga poses, but it's going to be in the that type of um, uh, what is it format? If you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. So because they they love that because we'll have like lions or whatever the case may be. So I'll put some of those in the book as something that that the reader can actually, like you said, tangibly do. Make them feel like they're in the in the class that the reader is in when they're really not. <laughs> if that makes sense. So yes. I think it's going to be pretty awesome and. Um, I could actually sing. I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I sent you my book cover because he just finished it. But um, the book—I'd oh, love to see know. it.
0: Are yeah, you self-publishing, I, or are you uh, with a I, publisher? I am. Um, I'm gonna self-publish
1: this one. We see how that will go. Um, mm-hmm. I've do, done a lot of research on the self-publishing um, uh, process, um, so I'm gonna see how that goes for me. And then if it doesn't go with the, as I plan it, then I might try the traditional route, but I think it'll go pretty far because I'm not... Right now, I'm not interested in like getting it into bookstores and stuff like that. I want to do most of my marketing myself because I'm also trying to bring um, clientele to me as a kids yoga instructor anyway. Um, and when I send out my books, I want to be able to put little trinkets in the packaging and different stuff like that. And that's not an option that will be available if I do it through Amazon or whatever other bookstore. So I want to try to package them myself and um be able to add little things in them as I ship them out to
0: the the readers I'm super excited for you I could feel this I'm like this is such a great idea and starting mm-hmm. and you're taking that dive of like leaving in May and then kind of focusing more on your own business um yeah. this episode is going to be released in October is that do you know, have an idea of when the book will actually um be put into print
1: I think that um, I'm going to try to, I'm trying to have my books printed by my birthday, which is November 11th. So um, yeah, I think somebody told me to start doing pre-sales pretty soon. So uh, September is uh, yoga month, I believe anyway. Um, So I'm going to kind of kick it off that way. You know, people are going to be looking for yoga all over because it's, you know, national yoga month. So I'm going to kind of start promoting it then, which is like on Tuesday. I think that's the
0: first. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my
1: gosh. And then, you know, offer pre-sale stuff, and I think I want to do, like, a virtual launch party at, on my actual birthday, just to kind of get it out there. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. So, 11-11, I could Yes, 11-11, yes. Okay. <laughs> and, keep, <laughs> yeah. and we'll just keep me updated when you have promotions, because I'd love to, you know, share them as well with Kids Yoga Podcast community, so okay. we could follow along. Um, so, In our current world situation, now that, you know, we're in a global pandemic right now, and it's very volatile, I've been asking people how they've been taking care of themselves. So I know you have a a lot on your plate. You have your, your two kids, you have a book, you have your business, but what have you been doing um, to take care of your own self?
1: You're gonna gonna laugh at this one, but (laughs) I eat crab legs and I watch Netflix. Yum. (laughs) It's It's like a luxury to me. It's like, I save it for when I'm just chilling, like, you know, so when I had a long day and my boyfriend come in, he already know I got the crab legs. I mean I'm just this is my chill day, don't talk to me. I'm just chilling, eating my crab legs. And it's I like to take it off of I don't even people say you don't do yoga, no, because I that's the, that's my business, you know. So I'm yes. i I'm, I'm gonna kinda I'm not gonna be able to just one hundred percent separate myself from the business aspect of it if I'm doing the yoga because I don't want to record it. I'm going to want to something, do something to, 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 somehow make it still business. So when I do self care, I literally don't do nothing compared to nothing, um, related to my job or anything. I eat my crab legs and I watch murder mysteries on. <laughs> I love it <laughs> on, so much. Which on, ones yeah. are you watching currently? Um, I like a uh, person of interest, uh, on Netflix with Taraji P. Henson. I like that. Um, I've been I'll watch, uh, yeah, person of interest. I like stuff that has a lot of seasons, so I can watch it over, yes. over and over again. So, <laughs> yes. yep, I just kind of do that, and it, that way I can just keep my feet up. And then my kids. It was I gotta find something different though, because at first my kids didn't like crab legs, and now they like crab legs. So. They're yeah, eating all your exactly. food. <laughs> exactly. It's no longer as relaxing as it used to be. So <laughs> I got to find something else. Maybe sushi. Maybe they won't eat that. I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that. I love mm-hmm. it so much. It's like the perfect way to just unwind. Yeah. Just like eat yeah. your favorite food. I think I saw in your Insta stories that, did you make some this weekend? Yep. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I was like, that yep. looks really good. <laughs> yeah, we did a
1: um see and see that's funny because that's still a business too. We also do uh meals and stuff on the side. So we do oh. um like personal dinners if somebody wants like uh we had a we had a proposal dinner that we did the other day, um and stuff okay. like that. So somehow we're still tied to business, but we did those yesterday, um, because they make a lot of money for us.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that is the most unique and probably best self care I've heard so far from um, <laughs> okay. asking everyone. Yes. Um, so, at the end of my episodes, I ask for a kids yoga gem. So, if you can offer one piece of advice to someone new to sharing yoga with kids, what would it be?
1: Um, I would say be authentic. Uh, don't don't try to go with you know the. What, what you think the stereotype of what yoga looks like, um, be, be fresh, be new, because every day is changing. The world is moving so fast nowadays, and what might have been popular you know, a month ago in yoga may not be the thing now in yoga, or just in life in general, or in the kids' minds, because you know the kids go from, they're on TikTok now, they go from one song to the next, to the next, to the next. So just kind of be in the know. I know some some uh, kids' yoga instructors are, uh, you know, older in age. They might not be as technology savvy and stuff like that. But you have to be able to uh, relate to your crowd. So if that's even getting a niece, nephew, or somebody that's going to assist you in learning the different things that kids are doing nowadays, please do it. Because that's what's going to make you relatable to to your audience. You always want to be relatable to your audience. It don't matter if you're 99. You still need to be able to relate to a six-year-old. So,
0: Yes, yes, so true. Like, this is the theme I'm seeing is that you meet the kids where they are. Meet
1: kind of right them where they are, because that's what my jaw always said. I'm like, I don't want to meet them where they're at. <laughs> and, they, and they push it in our head on time because it, it's so true, but, you know, sometimes you get tired of meeting them, and I'm like, Lord, I'm, i am not got to meet you where you at, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> meet me where I am. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you need to come up here with me, but it don't work like that. I, it's been I'm like, I'm like, you need to come up here with me, and they, they just still, they don't come that, that way. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, right. So,
0: that's definitely it. <laughs> right, exactly. And I love that. I've actually been thinking of, I want to record an episode of guests I've had on, their children answering a question or two, like getting recordings mm-hmm. of them. Because like mm-hmm. you're saying, I feel like we need to learn from the kids right now and they probably yeah. have so much wisdom for us. Yeah. So you made me, I want to do that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I, I love talking to you. I know people are going to want to find you and more about your book. So where can people find you?
1: Um, So they can follow me on Instagram at underscore homies yoga. So H O M I E S yoga Um, homies actually stands for um, I always get my head messed up Um, healing our minds, intuition, energies, and spirits. Um, Mm. And I kind of came up with the name homies because I wanted to, again, being a counselor in the mental health field. um, Some of our kids kind of got shy when they had to say they were going with their counselor or they were going with their therapist or whatever. So I kind of switched it. So when somebody say, Hey, where are you going? or oh, you have an appointment today. And they say, yeah, I'm going with my homie. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like I said, meeting them where they at, uh, meeting them with, yes. the, with the terminology, because it's, it's kind of embarrassing. Sometimes for kids in foster care to say, I'm going with my counselor. And everybody's like, something wrong. Right. It's something wrong with you. So you can kind of say, I'm just going with my homeboy, my homegirl, my homie, you know, whatever. And it's literally the same exact thing. So you can find us there. And, um You can, uh, my website is actually under construction. So don't try to, by time October, it'll be up, but, um, it's homiesyoga.com. And then you can also follow me on Facebook. It's not really just my yoga stuff on my Facebook, but, um, I do post a lot of my yoga stuff and other stuff I do on my Facebook. So you can follow me on Facebook, uh, at Courtney James, which is just my regular name. C O U R T N E Y J A M E S. And I don't have any other type of social media accounts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Facebook and Instagram for me. That's it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk. And I'm super excited for you with your book, with, you know, this new path you're taking. And let's definitely uh, stay in touch. So I would love to see what you're doing and help uh, promote what you're doing as well. Thank you so much. Okay, we will talk soon. Take care. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've listened before, there are a few ways that you can help this podcast to keep going. So first, you can click subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave a rating and a review. This will help more people find the podcast. You can follow us on social media at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and the Kids Yoga Podcast on Facebook. You can also email me. I love to hear your questions, comments, feedback. Thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week.